Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Money Matters with Mike, with your host, Mike Zeno. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Mike works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for. And he can help you, too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Mike Zeno. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's Mike Zeno coming to you live from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Happy Saturday, people. What a great day to be alive in these United States of America. It is the last Saturday of 2022, and this show is designed to arm you with information and give you plenty of meat on the bone that you can chew on each and every single week, and today's show is no different. We are going to talk about some critical updates that you need to be aware of in order to take advantage before December 31st. As always, I have the distinct honor and privilege of being joined by the one, the only, my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Matt McClure. Matt, how you doing today? I am doing great, 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 Mike. I, I, I had a great holiday and I hope you did as well. I, I did, man. I tell you, Christmas time is, is one of my favorite times of the year. It's a time to you know kind of reflect on the year, spend time with family, spend time with friends. And then, of course, there's, you know, there's gifts. Well, who, doesn't, who doesn't like getting and giving gifts, right? That's right. That's the one thing that I had to tell um, my family this year is, is no more socks. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I couldn't do it. Like I, I, I have so many, like I literally have a drawer that is overflowing with socks and I, and in the past years I had needed them and now I just, just have way too many. So, so I got no socks this year, but uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about what we actually did get coming up later on. This is a quintessential dad gift, right? Uh, socks and ties. Yeah, socks and a, and a bad necktie, right? <laughs> that one that like, went out of style about 20 years ago. That'd be my life, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but no, I'm glad that you had a great holiday as well. And um, we got a great show, I think, for uh, everybody today as we look forward to the new year, which is, I mean, it's not even around the corner anymore. It's like we're, we're rounding the corner and staring it in the face at this point. And um, we've got a lot, a lot coming up about that, some end-of-the-year reminders for folks that they really need to get on before the end of the year because only a few hours left, really. Um, so we've got that. Um, we've got a great meat on the bone segment today having to do with Christmas. I, I, I love the, the way that you're going to kind of spin that into a, a Christmassy kind of a thing, um, even a few days here after Christmas. Um, but uh, And some reminders for the end of the year, as I say, um, the way to rebalance your investments in 2023. A lot of great meaty stuff, as we like to say, coming up here on the show. Mike. So um, I think we're going to have some fun and educate the folks. And really, that that's what it's all about. It's about all about education. I agree with you. I mean, it, hopefully people that listen to this show get something out of it each and every single week. That's my main goal is just to help as many people as I possibly can uh, on, on the show. It's information and you do with uh, that information what you want to do with it. And hopefully you're heeding the information and you're taking action in making yourself or creating for yourself a much better better and more solid plan for retirement. So, you know, I always say that a rising tide lifts all boats. And, you know, if, if, if you're somebody 
out there that could use some help, well, that's what I'm here for. So you can reach out to me, uh, whether it's on the phone at 704-560-1573. That's my direct cell phone. Millions of people have access to my telephone number and I don't mind. I answer the phone when I'm able and when I can't. If you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I'm able. Most of the time, that's within 24 hours, definitely within 48, unless I'm out of the country. And then you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com. That is the website for the show. You can listen to us on podcasts and reach out to me that way on, on our contact page, whether it's on the moneymatterswithmike.com show or a website rather, or whether it's on any of the other socials that we have, you can find us on Facebook, Money Matters with Mike. You can find us on other platforms, YouTube, again, Money Matters with Mike. Uh, bottom line is, is if you know anybody that could use some financial awareness uh, education, then then have them listen to the show. Yeah, that's right. Don't don't keep it as a secret uh, just for yourself. Um, and, and if you want to share some knowledge with uh, your, your family or friends, a great thing to do is actually go to the website, moneymatterswithmike.com, and you can find all of the past episodes of the show there. Um, send them a link to the, to the episode uh, that you want them to hear. If you hear a, or see a topic there that we've discussed here on the show that you think might be helpful and might be useful to them, do that because I think that'll be that'll be great. Give them the, you know, we're, we're here just as we say a few days after uh, the Christmas holiday, but, um, you know, give them the gift of some financial knowledge as we head to the new year. I think that's going to be a great thing for a lot of folks going into 2023. I think a lot of uh, people's New Year's resolutions as they're starting to make them right, Matt, they, they, they center around being better with money and that and, and going to the gym. And it's funny because, you know, I like to go to the gym uh, fairly regularly. I've slacked off uh, a little bit since Thanksgiving. I actually tweaked my knee a little and I got to give it time to rest. You know, the time that March rolls in, you see a lot of people, a lot less people at the gym. And so when it comes to finance and when it comes to retirement, that is something that you never want to give up on. Okay. It is never too early, too late, or too often to plan for a successful retirement. And, and again, that's what I'm here for. Let me help you if, if, if any of what I'm saying resonates and, and, and reach out through one of the many different ways we have, you have to get in contact with me. <laughs> yeah, and there are there are many. And as you say, the phone number is no secret, 704-560-1573. Okay, so I'm curious, Mike, here as we uh as we move on um into the show and kind of the meat of the show, the meat on the bone is coming up, but uh we've got the meat of the show as we as we uh continue here. What uh, kind of a twofold question. Number one, are there any great Christmas traditions that you celebrated just last week that you um you know, really, really enjoy uh, with your family? And I'll ask part two of the, the question in a minute. So uh, any favorite Christmas traditions for you? You know, is, is, for, for us, our, our Christmas traditions are just getting together with family, right? And spending that quality time and, and, you know, life gets in the way throughout the year. And if you've got relatives that don't live in your house and maybe they're out of town, or in my case, they're out of state, uh, they live in Georgia, it, it, it's difficult and we don't get to see them as often uh, or for as long as we, as we want to. So I, you know, I had the opportunity to have uh, Christmas Eve here, Christmas Day here, and my wife went to town in the kitchen. I, and it, I, pro I know I've already gained five pounds and, and the week's not over from eating leftovers. So <laughs> um, then I got an opportunity on Christmas night. Late that night, I went down to uh, Atlanta and I got to see my mom. And then I spent Monday with my youngest brother, 
uh, Tuesday with the middle brother. And then he and I went back to mom's house and then I drove back Wednesday. So it's been a hectic week as far as travel, but it's definitely been worth it because, you know, the tradition, like I said, of just getting together with loved ones and being able to spend that time with them. Um, time is a gift that you just don't have enough of to give. And, and like, I think if I could just spend time with my dad, right? Yeah. He's no longer with us. You know, you've, you've mentioned your grandfather and heck, I, my grandparents, you know, we, we would give anything to spend more time with those people. And unfortunately, it's a luxury that as we age, we, we, we don't have as much of anymore. And you realize how precious that time is. And so, you know, that that's probably the biggest thing that now I look at as a tradition is just the ability to spend time with our loved ones. Yeah. Time is um, such an important thing. And, you know, in, in the financial world, we, we sort of think a lot about people's um, time horizon, you know, and the, and the time mm-hmm. that they have to um, invest for their future and the time that they have to, you know, live to, uh, to, to, you know, draw down on that income and all of that and spend in retirement and everything. And so we think about those, those two kind of things as far as time goes, but just spending that time with loved ones. Yeah. I think that's, that's so, so important. And what a valuable gift that you can give. It really it is. And it, and you know what? It doesn't cost you a thing. It doesn't cost you a penny to Not spend that, that time with people. It just, cost you the time, but it's definitely well worth every second that you spend with your with your loved ones around the holidays, especially. Um, and one of the things that that in my family has always been huge has been music. Um, yeah. We just love like my my great grandparents actually ran a school of music in my hometown long before I was born. <laughs> didn't didn't know them, um, but I've heard stories all my life about them running a school. Of music. So it's been something that's been huge in my family. And so my that's the second part of my question. Any favorite Christmas or holiday songs that you enjoy? Yes. I, I mean, I come from a, a, my wife's side is a very, very musical family. And in my side, we like music. We're not the best at it. We, you know, some of us can sing, some of us can't. Um, but, you know, my wife, uh, she's the director of music at, at, at the Palisades Episcopal School in South Charlotte. So, yeah, music is, is, is definitely a part of our family. I think it all kicks off for me with it's the most wonderful time of the year. And I start singing that literally in August when football season, specifically college football season starts. It's my song, like the day that, that my team start, you know, is going to kick off at, at, at whatever time they're kicking off. I come down singing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And I it, it, it resonates all the way through, hopefully the national championship and a victory there. So um, it's the most wonderful time of the year for me uh, is probably my favorite Christmas tune. And there are so many great ones, you know, I mean, a lot of them were like 50s and 60s, even back to the 40s, you know, where there were a lot of these great songs recorded by like, you know, people like Perry Como and and Bing Crosby and all those who recorded those classics, you know, Burl. It's hard hard to to not like the classics. Like, I love them, right? I mean, especially when you say Bing Crosby, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just absolute classics there, like White Christmas, that original version of that song. Um, I would say though, a couple of my favorites, probably rocking around the Christmas tree. I lo- I just love that song. Yep. Um, but I also love you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And I think it's because the Grinch was as a kid, that was like one of my favorite, if not still my favorite, like Christmas, like cartoons to watch. And I still, I still love it. I still watch it every year. And it wasn't until I was a little older that I, that I knew that it was not. So the only person who's credited with a voice acting credit in the in the Grinch is Boris Karloff 
who was famous for doing a bunch of, uh, you know, like vampire stuff. And so he did the speaking voice of the Grinch, right? And so that he's the only one who's credited with any sort of voice role. But it was actually the person who sang the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, uncredited, was a man by the name of Thurl Ravenscroft. And if you do not recognize that name, I'm not surprised, but you would definitely recognize the voice if you heard him say, they're great. He was oh, also really? the voice of Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Wow. How about that? <laughs> little trivia. If you're ever on, you know, like who wants to be a millionaire, if that even still comes on or, or you know, whatever show. Um, and that's the million dollar question. Now, you know, I think that stopped airing about 20 years ago. <laughs> It might be on syndication, though. There's the daytime version that did air, but <laughs> I think it, I think it went I away. I don't watch daytime TV. I don't have uh, time. I'm that's, too busy dealing with uh, helping people when they're in, you know, with their financial futures. That's right. Me, me either anymore. Um, but uh, I used to, and wh when I did watch it in the daytime, it still came on. And but that was several years ago now. Um, awesome. Yeah. So the, actually, that and that is sort of the perfect segue. Actually, Mike, believe it or not, into our quote of the week. Oh, okay. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the Quote of the Week. That's right. Our Quote of the Week this time around, Mike, comes from Dr. Seuss himself and actually from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And it is this, quote, maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. I love that. Yes. I love that too. And, and, and that's, you know, the Grinch was, was somebody who started off as the villain, but ended up being a hero. Right. And, and, uh, I just talked about how spending time with family is, is really the most precious thing that, that I receive, uh, you know, anymore at, at Christmas time. Hungry for something to chew on? Here's some meat on the bone. Today's meat on the bone segment though, is, kind of the flip side of that. And it's really to beware of the Grinch, the Grinch that doesn't, you know, flip his attitude and come back and 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 be the hero, but the Grinch who stays the villain. And, and, and the way you do that is by avoiding scams during this holiday season. Many of us, most of us, okay, are going to spend the holiday season relaxing with friends, with family. Um, you got to be aware of what we call bad actors, okay? These are ill-intentioned people, whether they're hacktivists, you know, people that'll try to hack into your, your info, okay? And they use the holidays to take advantage of people's good spirits, okay? Scammers frequently target pre-retirees and retirees, the elderly, sometimes pretending that they're from Social Security or from another government agency. And you really have to be aware of these people, especially now. Some of these fraudsters are calling to verify information about the 2023 cost of living adjustment for people who get Social Security benefits. OK, remember, this adjustment is automatic and a beneficiary, a recipient of that does not need to verify anything. Social Security won't ask you to provide information or money, okay, to get your benefit increased. The Social Security uh, Administration will never ask you for personal information via phone or via text or via email, okay? They will only send you mail, all right? And you can actually tell that it is from the Social Security Administration. Scammers will often pressure you to act immediately. And so you need to be very suspicious of those unsolicited phone calls, those unsolicited emails or mailings from people or companies or other entities that you don't know. 
all right, personally. If you receive a questionable contact, whether it's call, text, email, either hang up, don't respond, and better yet, report it. You can report it to the Office of the Inspector General for the Social Security Administration, and their email is oig.ssa dot gov with a forward slash and then report. Okay. That's oig.ssa.gov forward slash report. And let's do our best to curb, curtail the success rate of these Grinches during the holidays. Great, great advice there. And um, yeah, it's something to watch out for year round, but as you say, especially during the holiday season, I think, and, and now going into the new year when I think sort of anytime there's some something big going on in society, in the news, uh, in our daily lives that affects a whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. they'll, the, the scammers will try to take advantage of that, right? I mean, anytime there's some sort of tragedy and people are donating to charities and, and all that kind of thing, you might get these unsolicited text messages that say, donate to so-and-so cause, but if you click that link, then it, you know, captures your information and and does all the bad things um, that you just mentioned. And, and so, yeah, you got to watch out and you got to be careful. Only do those things that you know are from verified websites or or contact you know if somebody contacts you unsolicited actually reach out to the real organization they claim to be with and verify that yeah it's and it really does make me sick that they prey on the elderly Mm -hmm. um if you think about it most people who are in their you know late 60s 70s 80s and, and beyond they're most are not technologically savvy because the technology just wasn't around for them to learn early on in in life like you know kids these days that grow up with devices in their hands right if i need help i go ask my daughter Okay, <laughs> on on anything when it comes to technology, and I'm, I jokingly tell people that I graduated college the year before the internet was invented, right? But these people they prey on these folks who don't necessarily have that know-how or way no ways to verify whether or not the information is is true. I am right there with you because it's just when you prey on on some of the most vulnerable in society, um, it just is not. It's not a good thing. It's sickening. So yeah. It really is. Spend your time doing something productive for society and for yourself, not something that's going to be harmful to others in that kind of way. Um, just bottom line there. Um, well, actually, not long ago, Mike, I actually put together a story um, on this sort of this very topic with some other scams for people to watch out for. Let's take a listen to that. Just a couple of minutes here, and we'll continue on uh, with some important end of year reminders <laughs> as we've only got a few hours left in 2022. Some important end of year reminders coming up uh, here in just a sec. But first, here's some more online scams that you need to watch out for. No matter what you do, there's always someone looking to separate you from your hard-earned and hard-saved cash. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Online scams are nothing new. Things like fake Craigslist ads or emails from a Nigerian prince offering you his fortune in exchange for a couple thousand dollars of your own money have been around for years. But the scams do keep changing as scammers' tactics evolve. AARP recently released its list of red-hot scams in 2022. One of the newest came in at the top of the list, the Google Voice scam. Here's how it works. If you're selling something online and include your phone number for people to reach out, a bad actor could call and say they want to make sure you aren't a scammer. They'll then tell you that you're about to receive a Google verification code. 
What's really happening is they're opening up a Google Voice account in your name so they can pose as you while cheating others out of their money. AARP says to avoid this one, don't ever give out verification codes to anyone. Another one on the list involves fake jobs. Scammers will get your information from an online resume and contact you with a fake job offer. Then they'll ask for payment for things like supposed home office setup fees. This one's similar to income scams that make big promises for easy money but don't deliver. Here's the reality. There's no such thing as a guaranteed way to make money. If you see an offer like that, it's a scam. Period. The FTC has sued and shut down lots of companies that have made claims like that. Rhonda Perkins is an attorney with the Federal Trade Commission. So before you invest in a program that says you'll make a lot of money, stop. Take your time and do your research. Be skeptical about success stories and testimonials. Also, check with your state attorney general's office. Also on the AARP list, rental assistance scams, fake Amazon employees, cryptocurrency ATM payments, imposters offering to settle your tax debt, fake emails that look like they're from a friend asking for a gift card payment, and demands through money transfer apps like Venmo or Cash App. With any of these, it's essential that you verify the identity of the person you're speaking to, never give your personal information to anyone you don't know, and if necessary, report it to the authorities. So, are you prepared to protect your money from online scams? That's a key question to consider as you try to grow your wealth for retirement. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. So there you have it, Mike, some more important scams uh, to watch out for. And and really, you know, as we say, those people who prey on um, those who are the most vulnerable in society just really need to get a life. <laughs> Quite yeah, and, and they're getting better. That's the scary part. I mean, they are the emails that have actual logos, like they are mm-hmm. stealing the logos from financial institutions and utilizing them in their emails to make it look official. You just have to, if there's any bit of doubt, like Matt said earlier, go ahead and take down the information from them, but then contact the institution yourself. Do your own due diligence before you give them any of your you know, personal financial information or, or, or money. Okay. Yeah. Just don't do it, folks. Don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said in the in the beginning of that piece, it's like the days of the emails from the Nigerian prince uh, asking for money are are kind of gone uh, in lieu of these more advanced kind of uh, scams. And and you're right, they do adapt and change over the years. Uh, so yeah, you gotta gotta be careful, gotta watch out. Definitely so. That's right. Well, all right. So we are just about to head into 2023 here in uh, just a few hours, as we say. And so we need to share some important end of the year reminders for 2022. Now, this one, I think that the the first one is good news for folks because they really, um, you know, are getting if, you, if you're on Social Security, if you're if you're drawing on Social Security, you're getting a raise coming up in 2023. You are getting a raise. In fact, you're getting an 8.7 percent raise, which is the largest increase that anybody who's on Social Security can remember. And when you couple that with the 5.9 percent cost of living adjustment from last year, you've gotten a two year increase of almost 15 percent. So that is huge. And that, I guess, is mad is the government's way of of recognizing that because of this significant inflationary period that we've been in over the past couple of years, they had to do something. Okay. So we want to help protect our listeners from inflation as well by protecting and growing their portfolios. And that's really the goal here, you know, to, to hedge against 
future inflation? Because, you know, I've thought about this often these past few years now in that, you know, going at the end of 2019, say we're right here at the new year, you know, and going into 2023, we'll say three years ago when we were going into 2020, who could have known what 2020 would hold? You know, I mean, it was just going to be our lives within three months going to be completely upended. Right. Nobody's got a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's coming. So you got to be prepared for those unknowns in life. And, and uh, you know, that because that, you know, COVID and everything else, the supply chain issues that were resulted a result of that and, um, you know, other issues economically that we're still trying to sort of dig ourselves out from under now, that was all something that we couldn't have seen coming. So you got to just be prepared for kind of whatever. Yeah, you definitely want to be prepared. I mean, 2019 was awesome. I mean, the stock market was screaming in a good way. Okay. Uh, skyrocketing, if you will, you know, the, the inflation period was, was next to nothing. Uh, interest rates were around 2% or lower. I mean, it's like, what <laughs> contrast that with, you know, now <laughs> and, and things, things look a little bit grim, but you know what, if you are, have a plan together, if you're a planner and you have one together and, and you have contingency plans to be able to respond to periods of time like we're currently in, as opposed to having to scuttle around and react to them. There's a big difference between being able to respond and having to react, right? So, you know, that that's why it's very, very important. Another one of those things that's coming up and you only have a few hours um, are required minimum distributions, Matt. Now, a lot of you out there know what RMDs are, but there are some of you out there who may have turned 72 this year and are not really familiar with what required minimum distributions are, okay? An RMD is the distribution that the IRS requires that you take from an employer-based retirement plan. So if you have um, a, a, an IRA or an old 401k or 403b, that money is sitting there tax deferred, meaning you've never paid the taxes on it. The year in which you turn 72, all right, that is a change since 2020. It used to be April 1st following the year that you turned 70 and a half. So if you turned 70 and a half before the age 72 act was passed, then you're still, you know, having to take your RMDs at that by April 1st. But now it is the year in which you turn 72. So, well, you only have a few more hours before the end of the year and there is a huge penalty. It's the biggest penalty that the IRA or IRS levels on you. And that's 50% as in five, zero, not 15, but five, zero, 50% um, is, is the penalty on any amount that you don't take. Okay. Uh, and the exception for the time, as far as by the end of the year that you turn 72 is if you did turn 72 this year, you technically have until April 1st of 2023 to take your RMD and pay taxes on it. But if you do wait, then you're just going to have to pay two RMDs next year. So it's always best just to pay it the year that you turn 72. Okay. You know, another thing, Matt, is the fact that we can actually help folks manage their distributions in an efficient way because we don't want you being hit with a 50% excise tax on the amount that was not distributed as required. Again, that is the largest, the largest penalty in the IRS's arsenal. So if you want to 
say goodbye to RMDs and kick the IRS out of your retirement plan, we can actually help you do what is called a Roth conversion. Okay, tax-free withdrawals. Roth IRA contributions, for an example, are made with after-tax dollars. So all of the withdrawals, including earnings, are tax-free in retirement. You may want to, if you have room in your tax bracket, take a little bit out of your traditional IRA or 401k or 403b so that it doesn't elevate you into the next highest tax bracket, but then convert that into Roth dollars that you'll never have to pay taxes on again and that will grow tax-free for the rest of its life, okay? It, these types of things also offer you flexibility because unlike a traditional IRA, you're not required to take required minimum distributions ever because you've already paid the tax on the seed, not on the harvest, okay? And it also gives you tax diversity in that Roth conversions provides you the ability to diversify your tax liabilities, allowing you to have access to both tax-free money and taxable money, uh, different sources in retirement. Yeah, it really is uh, something that folks should consider because as you say, I mean, you, you know, you've got that potential 50% uh, excise tax on the amount that you don't take in your RMD if you don't take it in a year that you're required to. Mm -hmm. You also have potential um, if you do that at, at age 72, if you delay until April and the year that after the year after you turn 72, if you delay until April, you take two required minimum distributions that year that could potentially, if you're kind of on the cusp, throw you into a higher tax bracket and then you'll be paying a higher tax rate on anything above a certain dollar amount. So it, it could be, you know, some tax um uh, uh, disadvantages there in a, in a couple of ways. So this, you know, uh, Roth IRA conversion seems to be a great way for folks to, um, you know, make sure that, of course, Uncle Sam gets his fair share, but gets a, a lesser amount from you potentially <laughs> because you're paying, as you say, those taxes now rather than in the future. And as we say all the time, and taxes, pretty sure they're going to go up in the future. Right. So, I mean, if you have an old 401k or an old 403b or an old annuity or an old IRA, if you have them and you're not quite sure what to do or how to go about making sure you're you're not going to be penalized, just give me a call. I'll, I'll walk you through the steps, okay, of what you uh, can do in order to minimize your tax burden. I, I mean, obviously, taxes stink. All right. Nobody likes paying taxes. Tax avoidance is perfectly legal or minimization, I should say. Tax evasion is not, right? We don't want to go there. So if there are legal ways for you to pay less money and keep more of your hard-earned money, then I'm all for that. And, and I can show you different ways on, on how to do that. So if you have any of those aforementioned products, the 401k, the 403b, the the IRA or, or annuities, give me a call and I'll help you review them. Yeah. And that number, folks, is 704-560-1573. 704-560-1573. You can also go to the website, moneymatterswithmike.com to reach out. Well, um, as we move on here, Mike, we do have, we've got, I've got a, a late Christmas present for you. It's a bonus quote of the week here. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. I, I wrapped, Christmas gifts. I wrapped it nicely for you. Put a, put a nice bow on top and here we'll open it for all of our listeners. Our bonus quote of the week is from PJ O'Rourke, who was a, a libertarian um, satirist and, and um, a, a fellow at the Cato Institute as well. He actually passed away earlier in uh, 2022, back in February. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but he, you know what, he had some great things to say and some words of insight here. 
um, <laughs> about the end of the year. And um, he said that Christmas begins about the 1st of December with an office party and ends when you finally realize what you spent around April 15th of the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words, never spoken. I tell you, I, I don't even wait till April 15th of the next year. Heck, I get that daggum credit card statement. And I'm like, holy cow, we did what? Right. So kind of a, a bonus meat on the bone segment would be people pay down your credit cards. OK, please don't carry a big balance on those pieces of plastic, especially the ones with the high percentage rates. No one you know, has ever become rich off of airline miles or hotel points. And I know there's a lot of people out there that like to, you know, use their credit cards so that they get the miles and they get the points. Okay. That's great if you can pay it off at the end of the month. Okay. But I know that Christmas time, especially that might take you until February or March to be able to pay off, make it a goal to pay off that balance each and every single month. You definitely want to minimize all of those debts and, and starting by attacking the, those cards that have the highest interest rates first, okay? Because sadly, most credit cards have double digit APRs of anywhere from 12 to 30%, depending on you know the agreement that you signed with them. So pay down your credit cards. Yeah, great, great advice there because, you know, we've talked about, um, it's been a, a good long while on the show, but we've talked about compounding interest before and Absolutely. how that can either work for you or work against you. This is definitely a case where it can, oh boy, it cannot work against you because, mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got that, that uh, for lack of a better term, the the interest that if you don't pay off that balance every month, that interest then becomes part of the principal uh, or becomes part of your credit card balance really is the more accurate way to say it. But then the next month you get interest charged on that total amount again. So that compounds each and every month. And so it can just really wreak havoc on your finances. It does. And, and most of the time when you get your credit card statements, they're going to show you the total balance, the statement balance and the minimum balance. OK, and you should always pay more than your minimum balance. But the goal should be to pay the statement balance off, because if you pay the statement balance, that's the amount that you charge within that last 30 day period. Guess what? There's no interest. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're only going to pay interest on what you carried over, if anything. So it should be everybody's goal to pay off the statement balance each and every single month and never carry a total balance for long periods of time. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, we talk about a lot about spending and a lot about investing, of course, on, on the show here and, and, um, you know, people planning for their futures. 2022 has been a rough year for people's finances. You know, I mean, one of the big yeah. things we've talked about inflation um, that has really wreaked havoc on on all of our finances. The markets have been um, up and down and up and down and down, 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 and then up a little bit and then down some more. Um, so it's been a, that like what not a fun roller coaster. I'm not a roller coaster person anyway, but it's not been a fun roller coaster ride, even for those who like the roller coasters. Um, so as we close out 2022, what are some things that people might be needing to consider to look at heading into 2023 to try and and recover, to try and take a, a step forward in their financial life in the new year? Yeah, I mean, there are lots of questions that need to be answered. And, and you guys out there listening, you may have some of these questions like, you know, when should you and your spouse claim Social Security benefits if you haven't already? Uh, do you know the best way to maximize those benefits? Um, you may have questions like, what is your budget and tax plan for retirement? Do you expect it to change in the future? Are you accounting for inflation and, and worse, future tax increases, right? How should you best manage 
your account balances that have those required minimum distributions that we just spoke about a little bit earlier? And, and should you be somebody who is uh, going to consider whether or not to convert some of your savings into a Roth IRA? Um, if you own real estate, what should you do with it? You know, do you have a plan maybe to downside? You had a four bedroom or five bedroom house and now the kids are gone. They're out of the house and it's just you guys. Do you want to get into a, a single story? You know, do you have a rental income plan uh, to account for? Maybe you, you plan on just keeping the house that you're in, moving in another and, and renting out the property that you're in. There, there's all types of questions, right? We can keep going. Um, what is your plan for Medicare? Do you have any potential long-term care needs, right? What legacy plan would you like for your children or your grandchildren, okay? The biggest way to recover from 2022 and to start preparing for a great 2023 is for you to schedule a complimentary retirement consultation with us today. Don't wait. Start your year off with confidence. And if you need answers to these questions or any other retirement related questions, I am happy to help provide some clarity and a plan that you can be confident in. Moneymatterswithmike.com is the website for you to go and, and request a free consultation. As we say, it's absolutely free of any charge and any obligation. Uh, that once again, moneymatterswithmike.com, or you can call 704-560-1573. 704-560-1573. And that's a great way yeah, to, to build confidence in your financial life heading into the new year, because I, I know I can, I can use a confidence boost in my finances. Um, and it's, it's like, there are so many different aspects to financial life, to planning for the future and, and all of that. There are so many things I feel like that people are either unaware of or, or under undereducated about that kind of thing and and no to no fault of their own i'm not saying that right. it's, just, it's um you know just things that we don't necessarily learn in school which we'll talk about in a little bit things that we don't necessarily learn um you know from our parents maybe our parents weren't the greatest with money or whatever the situation might be mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of things that that people don't know what they don't know and so if you if there are things that you don't know you need to find out those things because they could potentially be something that could either a as we talked about a minute ago save you a bunch of money on your tax bill uh headed into retirement and or now uh, or they could be something that um you know could provide you with say tax-free income in retirement you know there are many many different options um for planning for your future short-term and long-term Right. And I think you, you you said a mouthful when you said that there are things that people know. Right, Matt. Mm -hmm. There are things that that, you know, you don't know. Like I, I know that if I needed to get open heart surgery, I wouldn't go to my brother who's a plumber. Right. He'd kill me. OK, <laughs> uh, I would go to say I know that I don't know and I know that he doesn't know how to perform open heart surgery. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that there are things that they didn't even know that they didn't know. And so when it comes to money and, and when it comes to finance and retirement and making sure that you're able to retire uh, confidently and with peace of mind, it is paramount that you speak with somebody who does this every single day for a living and is happy to help provide you with both guidance and clarity in order to give you the peace of mind and confidence in retirement that you deserve. Yeah. And speaking of those things, you know, that people know that they don't know or or don't know that they don't know <laughs> something that people may have forgotten about is kind of um, where where I'm going here 
in mm-hmm. that there there's such a thing as an as an orphaned 401k or a, or a stray a stray 401k it's just kind of out there running around and you don't know you know you've uh, <laughs> you don't have a tracking device on it it doesn't have its collar and and its id uh, it's not wearing that so where is it what's it doing um to talk to the folks about a stray 401k or an orphaned 401k first off what do we mean by that well that's bottom if you've left an, a job uh, at any point in in your life and and you were able to participate in their employer sponsored plan whether it was a 401k or whether it was a 403b or if you were a federal employee it was the thrift savings plan so if you left that job and you didn't do anything with your retirement account well that's what we're talking about when we say the stray or the orphaned uh, retirement account, whichever one you may be. And, and I'm just going to ask you a very simple question, right? If you, if you had a house that you lived in for a period of time and you had been paying money on a vehicle that you owned and then you decided to move, whether it was across town or across uh, the, the country, doesn't really matter, you wouldn't leave that vehicle that you'd been paying on for all those years parked in the old garage at your old house that you don't live in anymore right? The same thing holds true with your money. In fact, I would argue that it's more important to not leave your money parked in the garage at the old employer where you lived or where you worked. Why? They're not looking out for it like you would look out for it. So you should never leave your money in an old retirement account. You could be losing a lot of money in fees. Um, If you take your money with you, when you leave, you have much more control over your investments. You have more options, especially if you do what's called a rollover. You can actually roll over those old orphaned accounts into an IRA. The I stands for individual something that you control that is either a direct or an indirect rollover. But if you are going to do an indirect rollover where they send you the money first, you only have 60 days in in which to take that money and transfer it and roll it over into another uh, IRA. If if you don't do it within those 60 days, you're going to be subject to income tax because they're going to treat it as a distribution. So please don't do that. And then you could incur what's called an early withdrawal penalty if you're not at least age 59 and a half. So if you're interested at all in doing whether it's a direct rollover, which is institution to institution, or which is preferable, okay, over an indirect rollover where they send you the money in your name, you put it in your bank, and then you have to turn around within a 60-day window and do something with it uh, in order to not be taxed. Get in contact with me and let me walk you through uh, each and all, uh, every one of the steps that, that needs to be made so that your I's are dotted, your T's are crossed, and you're not going to either get it counted as a distribution and incur a huge tax penalty or an early withdrawal penalty. Yeah, very, very important there. You might not see it coming. And then all of a sudden, there it is, you get slapped with this penalty. And you're like, wait a minute, what did I do? Uh, Well, (laughs) you had that you had this trade 401k hanging around, and you didn't pay any attention to it. It's so funny, too, because, you know, we're talking about these the stray 401ks or the orphaned 401ks and um i several months ago i just had this this idea that oh my god did i did i move my 401k over from my old job into my new so i went into it was um fidelity was the the website where the the accounts live for old old and new and so and so i went in and i looked in a, a previous job i had um i worked for one company 
that was then bought out by another uh, about um, you know, three or four years into my my working there. And uh, the old company, as it as it stood, had a pension plan. The new company had a 401k. So I had I had thankfully taken my taking care of the 401k. I had, you know, moved that over. Great, grand, wonderful. Um, but but I realized it's so funny. I looked and I was like, oh, yeah, there was a pension plan at the old company under the old name and old structure. And so, you know, when I retire, I will be getting a whopping like $130 a month from that old company. <laughs> hey, 130 bucks is better than nothing, my man. This is very true. <laughs> especially, since, especially since, you know, pension plans have pretty much gone the way of the dodo. Those are those were defined benefit plans that were replaced by defined contribution plans where yeah. you as the employee has to contribute uh, in order to to have any degree of retirement. Whereas the defined benefit plan, that was a benefit of working for that company. They gave you a benefit of a pension. Yeah. So, I mean, about the only institution or, 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 or that does that anymore uh, for pensions or, that I'm you know, absolutely aware of that I know without a doubt is the United States government. If you work for any of their agencies, they still do have a pension plan. It's a lot less than what it used to be because they've changed systems, but uh, they give one for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like finding a, a unicorn these days when if you're able to find a, a pension plan uh, but as we say a lot here that's possible to create your own personal pension um, with something like a fixed indexed annuity or, or some other options that are out there and, and we'll of course talk about all of that on on future shows but as we continue talking about 401ks so talk, talk about this um, what, what's an in-service distribution? Um, people might have maybe heard that term and thought, okay, I don't really know what sounds complicated. Don't really know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, the whole idea behind 401ks and, and, and employer sponsored plans in general, again, all the different types that there are, is that you're putting in this money on a tax deferred basis and you can't touch the money until you're 59 and a half without incurring uh, a penalty and, and taxes and all that kind of stuff. But Many plans, okay, not all, but many plans have what's known as an in-service distribution where you can take some of the money out of your 401k or TSP or 403b and roll it over into an IRA, for an example. All right, so so you have access to place that money in a different vehicle, if you will, Matt, so that you can take control of your assets so that you can save more of your hard-earned money. I know a lot of people, especially this year, we've talked about it. The markets were dismal. They 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 just sucked. There's no other way to put it. Okay. I don't think anybody made money in the market this year. And if you did, count your lucky stars, right? But we want to help you dispel the myth that you can't touch the money that you have uh, saved in your 401k or other retirement accounts. If your plan administrator, and it'll be in the documents when you first opened up, allows what is known as an in-service distribution. Most people can remain with their company, stay in their plan, continue to take advantage of any match that their employer may have, but yet still to take money out and put it into an IRA that you have a little bit more control, maybe some more flexibility, potentially some more horsepower. So if you are nearing what we have you know kind of coined as the retirement red zone right and those are you that are within five years of retirement or you have retired within the last five years you might consider taking 40 to 50 percent of those 401k dollars and then protecting them 
from market risk and, and the loss that people have experienced in 2022. We have ways to help you do that that have zero fees. I'll say that again, zero fees. And the solutions that we offer can provide you with an additional income stream that you can never outlive. And boy, doesn't that sound good uh, to folks. Uh, MoneyMattersWithMike.com is the website, folks, there uh, to go and uh, reach out to Mike Zeno. MoneyMattersWithMike.com or call 704-560-1573. Well, so we've been talking a lot about um, financial education. We do that a lot because it's sort of the point of the show <laughs> and, and to, you know, be um, a, a stopgap and, and, and fill the void that's there. Uh, in the education system in this country, because there is little to no financial education in in schools. I actually explored that a little bit uh, a while back, and there are states that are changing that. And and I know that that that's great news. Not all the states. I think we're getting to, to be about half of the states so far, um, but more states are are doing this where they require financial education of some sort to be able to graduate. I know, Mike, that you would say that's at least a move in the right direction. It is a move in the right direction because, again, a rising tide lifts all boats. And if we can get to children, okay, and, and if you're in school, whether it's grade school, middle school, high school, college, graduate school, doc doctoral level, the more you learn, typically, the more you earn, right? So education is key. And when it comes time to learn about finances, uh, there's no substitute for a basic financial education. Yeah. And it's something that I wish I had in like, you know, high school and college, especially because um, you got to got to teach them early. You learn the earlier you learn those skills, the better, mm -hmm. the more that kind of you know can become part of your life and, and just be habit as you move on. Um, but here is a look at some states that are looking to change that to, to sort of turn the tide of the financial education system or lack thereof in this country. Uh, we'll continue looking at uh, some other states that might be good for retirees coming up right after this. But this is just a couple of minutes here on improving financial education in America. They say you don't know what you don't know, but a growing number of states are trying to fix that when it comes to finances. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network powered by AmeriLife. In high school, students are often required to take advanced math courses like algebra and trigonometry. But for years, the basics of budgeting, bank accounts, and savings have been neglected in the classroom. But that seems to be quickly changing. 21 states now require at least some form of financial education before students graduate high school. One of those states is Nevada. Governor Steve Sisolak recently told CNBC. A great percentage, I think 50 some odd percent of Americans can't cover a thousand dollar emergency cost if it comes up without bar borrowing the money. So it, it tells us that we need to invest more. We have invested $2.5 million from the state into these programs. And to make sure that it gets out, we address access and equity so that everybody gets this education. It's not just reserved for the upper class. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves also told CNBC he knows firsthand how valuable a financial education can be. He graduated with a degree in economics and worked in the financial arena before running for office. Which is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about trying, trying to encourage uh, my fellow Mississippians uh, and really my fellow Americans to to uh, to make sure that financial literacy is is available uh, to as many people as possible, because I really do so think important. it can help uh, Americans have a better life. In New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy says programs there start as early as middle school. There's a temptation uh, that comes with a lot of different things that you all of a sudden think you can afford. And you don't realize the consequences on the back end. Uh, 
whether it's physical items, whether it's mean stocks or whatever it might be. Uh, and so getting kids uh, at the earliest age as possible, we think is critical. How well are the programs working? Well, it could be too early to tell. MoneyRates.com found mixed results in a recent survey, but its authors note that financial education itself is not a quick fix, so with more time, results could improve. So, how educated are you when it comes to your personal finances and planning for retirement? And are you going to pass down that knowledge to future generations? Those are key questions to consider as our financial lives become more complicated. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. So those are about three states there that we sort of, you know, talked about and and heard from the governors of those three states, actually, from, um, you know, up in uh, New Jersey, also Mississippi, we heard from, and uh, I believe Maryland was in there as well. So we got a lot of great information, and the kids are going to be getting a lot of great information about finances in those three states as they look to improve and you know, about a couple dozen states across the country are doing that. So as we say, Mike, move in the right direction. It is. I know North Carolina has instituted it. South Carolina is hopefully going to do that sooner than later. And, and, and you know, the goal, obviously, is for all 50 states to enact some form of financial education. And I would challenge you know, our, our, our school systems and, and our leadership in Congress to, to make it mandatory at all levels. Start teaching it in grade school at basic fundamental levels by teaching people, you know, I guess they do with math, but let's let's start teaching them, you know, basic principles of accounting, debits and credits, maybe in middle school, and then taking that a step, you know, further in high school and getting into the use of credit and compound interest and really showing these kids how this stuff works. I mean, because imagine if everybody out there in listener land had that knowledge, you guys would probably have a lot more money in your retirement accounts now. So it is a great step in the right direction. And and I know that a lot of folks talk about, man, if I, if, if I had a million dollars, there was a bare naked lady songs. If I had a million dollars right back in, that was real popular back in the nineties. And, and, one of the things, Matt, that you did in, in, in your research is you came up with this with this article that was per CNBC that said, you know, the most and least affordable states for retirees. And I thought that was hugely interesting to see how far a million dollars would go. And, and as I'm sure most of you know, if you're out west or if you're up in the northeast, a million dollars is not going to go very far. Right, Matt? Yeah, that, it's true. There were some surprises here, but those that was the kind of the big takeaway that was not a surprise at all. Um, at the top of the list for being the least affordable state was actually Hawaii, um, where, you know, things are expensive out there. Uh, yeah, everything has to be imported to Hawaii. Right, so exactly. You so pay for that. Everything is more expensive. Um, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that $1 million, according to this research, would last you 10.9 years. That's it. That's, that's, not a, that's not a very long time. Now, contrast that with the Carolinas, both North and South Carolina actually fell into the same, you know, uh, the length of time that a million dollars would go. And that would go somewhere between 21 to 23 years. So if you retire in your 60s, that's going to take you into your 80s. Um, and if your people live into their 90s or beyond, that might not be enough money for you, right? So that's why it's important to have a plan in place to be able to respond to different things that the that happen in the economy. Uh, and 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 the one that I thought was you know most surprising for me because I grew up in Georgia. I came to the Carolinas here in in, in Fort Mill. What twenty? 
seven years ago in on January 1st. I literally moved, packed up my stuff on the 1st of January and came January 1st, 1996. So uh, in a few hours, it'll be my 27th anniversary in the Charlotte metro area. In Georgia, we're talking about 23 plus years, okay? So it actually lasts longer in Georgia than it does in Carolina. And Matt, we were kind of talking about that, trying to figure out why. And I guess that might be because we have a larger coastline. Yeah. I, right? I, it's a, a expensive property along the coast, um, you know, and people tend to retire closer to uh, the coastline if that's a big attraction for a particular state. So, yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense to, to me anyway. Um, yeah. But we were also talking, I would want a cabin in the mountains myself. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> we would. And the, the the place where your money goes the farthest was was Mississippi. So if you want to move to Mississippi, more power to you. I'm going to stay right here in Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would you know what? I would not rule out Mississippi if I could if I could live along the Gulf Coast again that with the, with the coastline there thing going on there. But yeah, you know, like uh, Gulfport Biloxi area it wouldn't be too bad. I, of course, then would probably go spend my million dollars at the casino <laughs> or something like that <laughs> or, or on repairs from hurricanes that's true too uh hopefully they'll avoid some of those uh, over the next few decades uh my goodness well um yep. mike that actually just about brings us to the end of the show here um it has flown by as we you know approach this new year of 2023 um i thank you for everything that uh, you have done for for the listeners um, for for myself, for everybody here uh, at the show uh, over the past year, um, almost, you know, it'll actually be, um, what, a little over six months or so since we've been on the air here with the show. And mm -hmm. so I think we've gotten um, just to where we have sort of grown by leaps and bounds and bring great information to the people. And so I appreciate everything that you do and just wish you a great and happy new year and, and all the best going forward. Matt, I thank you because without without you, you know, producing this show and doing what you do, we don't exist. I thank our listeners more than anything, though, because without them, this show definitely doesn't exist. And what, like you said, we have grown our listenership by leaps and bounds. So that tells me what we're doing seems to be working because more people are tuning in, more people are telling people to tune in and sharing the the money matters with Mike. Uh, a time slot that we moved from noon to nine a.m. now on Saturday which is awesome and even the our podcast so if you don't catch it live you can catch it on podcast wherever you listen to your podcast that listenership is growing as well and and i just thank the listenership for for listening to me just babble about money and finances and life insurance and annuities over and over and over and over and over again but again meat on the bone segments. If I can give you something from a financial perspective that you can digest, okay, uh, and, and, and put into practical application, it's just going to put you in a better situation. So, you know, happy holidays, happy new year, and let's make 2023 the best year yet. And as always, make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Money Matters with Mike. You deserve to work with a financial and insurance expert who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit MoneyMattersWithMike.com or pick up the phone and call 704-560-1573. That's 704-560-1573.
Not affiliated with the United States government, Mike Zeno does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of the respective owners. AmeriLife assumes no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or the results obtained from the use of this information.